Slide Edge, day six. We'll be picking up on page 34, last paragraph. On the morning of day 31, the day on which the boys were to visit the butler and finally receive their purse, the executive director came back with the final report. He shuffled his feet and cleared his throat for a minute, asked for a glass of water, and then began his report by saying the news was mixed. Some investments had performed quite well, others had suffered. All in all, the boy had made a modest gain. The team has succeeded in parallelizing his parlaying his one million into nearly one and a half million, an appreciation of fifty percent. That was good news. And the bad news, the boy held his breath. Well, uh, continues the executive director. Expenses, including the team's commission, taxes, brokers' fees, interest of the line of credit. And the build of the hotel suite cleared his throat again, took a sip of water, and continued. And of course, uh, my salary for the month come to just over 1.5 million. The boy was $250,000 in the red. Not only was he not rich, he actually owed a fortune. He was ruined. In panic, he rushed across town to see his brother, and this time he received an even larger shock than the time before he'd gone to visit. On day 28, the first boy's purse of pennies had passed the million-dollar mark. And on day 29, the two-and-a-half million-dollar mark. On day 30, exceeded five million. And when the butler handed his purse over to his own care, he topped out with $10,737,418.24. The boy who chose to wait for the penny had discovered the extraordinary power that some call the eighth wonder of the world, the remarkable creative force of compound interest, the very same force that blanketed the pond's surface with water hyacinths and churned the frog's cream into butter. The boy who chose the million was broken deeply in debt. The boy who chose the penny was worth more than $10 million. The Millionaire's Mom. I know, I know. The story of the two sons is only a fable. Over here in real life, there's no butler doubling your money every day for a month. Over here in real life, though, things work out the way a lot more than you think they might. I'll give you a true life example. Rosemary Olson, my mom. My mom worked as administrative assistant in our church for 35 years. Pay was minimal, and the job didn't exactly come with a lot of benefits. And if life was hard, it got a lot harder. When my father died, my dad served in World War II and came home with some health problems that never fully, that never fully resolved. After 20 years or so working for the Veterans Administration, he ended up getting to know the VA hospital from the customer point of view. He lost a lung to emphysema and eventually succumbed to the heart attack at the ripe old age of 41. At the military ceremony, They did that thing you've probably seen on television, where they fold the American flag down neatly into a creased triangle, walk solemnly over and hand it to the oldest son. In this case, that happened to be me. I was 11 years old. From that point on, my mother was a single mom raising a family of three kids. She worked, she came home, she cooked, she took care of us. She never drank, never cussed, never complained, not once, not ever. And she was always there for me no matter what. 
She was so consistent that later on in life, I took to calling her matter-of-fact Rose. For my part, I have to admit that I more or less took all this for granted. I knew that my mom had grown up with little money, and that's how my siblings and I grew up. A little house with little but the bare essentials. In my mind, that's just how things were. And it's easy to assume just how things are. Is how they're always going to be. Fast forwarding many years later, after I'd built some success in my life. In 1996, a book appeared titled The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas J. Stanley and William D. Danko. A classic story, Stanley and Danko's book is still the best description I've ever read on how real-life people become wealthy by following the slight-edge principle. The millionaires featured in the book didn't inherit their wealth or strike it rich by making outrageous lucky gambles. They don't live large, drive flashy cars, or live in onstatious homes. They live below their means, make sensible, smart choices, and how they conduct their everyday lives. After the book came out, my friends would tell me, Hey Jeff, have you seen this book? It's about you. It describes exactly what you do and how you act. You're the millionaire next door guy. Sure enough, the book described exactly how I approached my finances for years. I kept our families living on a $4,000 a month budget, no matter how much my income increased, and I wouldn't let it raise that month's threshold until I had a million dollars after taxes in the bank. When I raised it to 5000 some years later, I was sitting with my mom one day and happened to tell her about the book and about how my friends were saying about me being steady as she goes, one foot in front of the other, nothing flashy, millionaire next door. She nodded and said, you know why that is? No, I replied, not sure where she was going with this, why? She looked at me and said, well, I'm a millionaire too. What do you mean, I said. You mean the house or there was no way her house could be worth a million not even inflated from 1996 market values. I knew that, but I couldn't imagine what else she could possibly mean. No, she said. No, I have a couple million dollars. Salted away, you know, in savings. What? I just stared at her. I have a couple million dollars too, she repeated. Seeing my astonishment express, she shrugged and added, it's not something you'd want to brag about. For all these years of going to work every day, going about her life, taking care of her kids, living in a little house, she had been quite, quietly saving, consistently persistently without anyone else noticing, had quietly made herself into a millionaire, literally. The power that covered the pond with hyacinth, hyacinth that turned the frog's cream into butter, that turned her first son's penny into a millions, is the same power that turned my mom's hard-earned paychecks into millions. The power is what the book is about. Although completely unaware of it, I had been living the picture-perfect example of the slight edge my whole life.